Would you like to hear my theory on what's really happening in the world? Sure, why not? Everybody else has one, you know? Well, since Elon Musk thinks we're living in a simulation... Okay. If you want to run with that theory, what if, like, in games, especially like... uh, We'll use Minecraft example, because that's one of those games where it's kind of like endless, but you can kind of break out of the walls of the main game, and you just keep going and going, and the further you get away from the real game, the weirder everything starts to get. What if we just broke out of the simulation too far? Mm. Like, in in 2016, we were just like, "Mm, let's just keep walking, see where this goes. And now, all of a sudden, we're just like, oh, shit, it's not so nice out here. We're in the wastelands. The wastelands of the simulation. Or, or we just really fuck things up. That's the <laughs> most likely of scenarios. I don't know what's happening now. And now I feel like there's just arbitrary rules that not everybody follows. Yeah, like I kept on seeing, like, I didn't see a lot of people, but I probably at least saw a double-digit amount of people just walking around, you know, work without masks on. Yeah. Like, not not employees, but cust- like customers. I won't name the business, but I delivered water to a restaurant that's supposed to be closed because around here you can have carry out yeah but that's it pick up carry out but you're not supposed to have sit down service well this restaurant was filled to capacity with old people Mm -hmm. and nobody including the staff was wearing mask they were just all sitting down eating their uh breakfast having a gay old time talking about the 40s or whatever the old people talk about dick van dyke or something mm-hmm. and uh i was just like what the fuck is happening here i saw like um somebody took a video and it was like, it was like um i don't think it was a waffle house but kind of something like along them lines like a bigger kind of diner kind of deal and just packed full of people People waiting outside to get in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you had to yeah. squeeze yourself to get around people. And, like, after, like I said, I think it was, like, some place down in the south. And it's just like... Yeah, it's probably Georgia. Probably. They opened back up. At this point, maybe the people who are at most risk should just stay home and the rest of us just... You know what? I was actually just telling her this when we were talking about salons. I almost feel like once you hit 75, 80, if you want to get sick and maybe die, that's kind of your... Yeah. Like, if you're just like, I don't really care. I'm really old. I'm yeah. just going to go out. Like, that's kind of your right as a really old person. I mean. Well, I'm going to say, and that's the, that's the thing is, like, most of the people that I see out and about are old. Are, are the people that shouldn't be out and about, either by age or just health. Well, yeah. everyone was, oh, during the, the legit lockdown where you barely saw people, everyone who was out was, I would say, over 60 years old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that was the main thing, and that's what blew my mind. It's like you're the ones we're doing all this shit for, supposedly, and you're just not to hate against old people, but if you don't care, why should we? Mm. I mean, I don't want to get anybody sick. I wouldn't want to spread it. I'd feel bad, but at the same time, if you don't care, yeah, why are we doing it? Why are we doing this, son? What's happening? What 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 are we doing? What 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 are we doing here? I don't know. Kind of irritates me. And again, I don't, I don't care. I don't mind the mask. I don't mind the social distancing. Don't even mind knocking me off and go to the restaurant so much. But just when like some businesses be run normal, but others can't, yeah. and it always tends to be like you can have a couple thousand people in a Walmart or Target, but your local comic book shop needs to be closed for two months. Yeah. It's like what's why? What's the difference? It's it's, it's very stupid. I don't I don't like it. 
I feel like whoever's lining certain pockets are the ones who get to do what they want. Did you see that um, I saw on Facebook uh, after work, uh, somebody posted a picture, like, uh, I think it was, like, Kroger's? Because, like, they're, like, you know, when this first started, they got, like, a a $400, almost $500, like, bonus thing. Uh They are making them people pay them, pay that back to them. That's the note saying that, like... That was a that was an error that they was they got um I forget the like the, so like the if it was Kroger's or Costco whatever, whatever. paid the employees that, extra that, yeah and now want them to pay it back yeah and that was the note was saying that like uh, it was an error in the paying thing or whatever and now that you know and you know check that you acknowledge this and then there was like three different plans of like you know on how you get to pay like all back at once or like half or like you know an installment to like $95 or some shit like I that just quick Kroger's and go somewhere else right or Ugh. I just want to pay it like I'd be like no and watch me sue you like fuck you you paid me that money like you gave it to me like what are you doing here and cause it's not like it's like a um an honest like bill billing error where they accidentally give you like an extra thousand dollars. Yeah. No, it was supposed to be a bonus or a stimulus thing or like. And then they just decided, hey, yeah. you know what? That was a bad move. That why would they think that would be a good idea taking that money back? Like that's not gonna be a publicity fail. Yeah, like, and like, and like people wouldn't find out about it. Uh. Well, that's always like you. Every year, you hear a story about the IRS accidentally giving somebody a couple extra zeros on their <laughs> tax return. And then, like, the person doesn't say anything. And also, here's the thing. Not everybody is really, like, that, like, if you don't need money that much, like, yeah. you're already rich or something, you might not even really notice your tax yeah. return, like, your refund. You might not really pay attention to it that much. So, if you get this big chunk of chains, change, and then you just spend it, and then they come in like, oh, oh now you're going to jail. I'm like, what? That was your fuck up. Yeah. You're, you, we literally pay you some for some reason. We pay you to take our money. Like, I don't. No, why you can't do that properly. Fucking goddamn tax. You know, once we fucking overthrew the government over a goddamn tea party, like, we just got really mad because they were putting taxes on tea. Yeah. And now it's like they tax you for everything, and we're just like, okay, you mean I gotta pay taxes on this used car that's been sold four times already? All right. It's like, literally, like, everything. You mean I gotta pay taxes on the property I already own? Okay. It's, it gets, oh, God, it makes me mad. I mean, it gets to the point, like, remember even at the one of the last conventions we were, we were at last year, that people, we kept on hearing people talking about how people started to tax what you get at conventions now. Oh. And it's like, what? Come on. Give me a break. Yeah, and if you buy, apparently, I didn't even know this. I think it applies to Amazon if you buy off, like, third-party sellers on Amazon so say somebody's selling Amazon, but they're from China or something, and they don't use the proper tax code for your area or something. Like you have to apparently you have to pay attention to make sure you're paying the Pennsylvania for us Pennsylvania sales tax, or you would have to I don't know how the IRS would find out, but you would have to pay that pay that back at some point. Like what? I'm sorry, but I'm not that observant. No. To see well, if I got... Because there's a lot of times I buy books and there's no tax. But then other times I buy books and I'm like, oh, this was like a dollar something extra because yeah. of the tax. What, I don't know the difference. I don't and, know why it does that. And, you know, and I don't know the actual... What the yeah. actual percentage tax yeah. and, like, you know... Because a lot of times I'm either buying, like, a book off of, uh, 
just like whatever random publisher or if I just buy – usually the ones I get taxed on are the – when I buy a book off an actual author. Mm. Like they have an Amazon thing set up. So I buy the Which book. Which that makes sense for yeah. them because they have to keep track of – But when I buy it off of some random publisher or something, I, it's usually like it says nine ninety nine. That's all it is. Yeah. But then if I buy it, I just bought a book that was nine ninety nine off a of, – an author and it was like 10 something so how's the ta- i don't know we need a tax guy on here yeah i mean we don't actually that's a really good episode that we are not qualified Ever. to nope. do mm-hmm. is how to do the taxes for independent writing and stuff or any of that kind of shit i have the no. more the more business end of it i know you have to fill out other forms because i see them when i do my taxes but i don't i never have to dive into those yet so i don't know i, I know if you leave stuff in your paypal <laughs> when you get when you get money for work, if you leave it in your PayPal and just spend it recklessly on garbage you don't need online, <laughs> the, the tax man won't know until because PayPal doesn't report that until it's like ten grand or something. Oh yeah. Versus if you put it in your bank account, which I don't know how they know either, unless you're getting actual checks or something. Uh, it's it's like five hundred bucks, and then you have to pay taxes. Like if you win more than five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you have to pay taxes. Same if you get paid something, but. Like she, yeah, that's, that's same like even like like on a scratch off. Mm-hmm. If you win more, I think it's more than five hundred. You have to pay taxes on it. But meanwhile, like, how do they know where you get that money from if it's cash? Because yeah. like she used to always give me money for the utilities. She pay the utilities. She just give me the money because it was in my name. So I would just put you know fucking five hundred bucks, whatever it is, uh, a month in to my bank account to pay them. Nobody ever said anything, but that yeah. adds up. Yeah. So you don't know where that money's coming from. So the moral of the story, get paid in cash if you can, (laughs) or use PayPal. You have entered the DPW zone. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, oh shit, what is your name? Uh, that sounds right. Spencer, the Boise Butcher Church. Ooh. I thought of butcher because I thought of your butcher story yeah. because we don't really have an idea for the episode, so we decided we're going to talk about some of our disappointing moments in our writing careers versus the highlights of things that we didn't really want highlighted. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're disappointed that things that did well we didn't give a shit about yeah. and the things we wanted to do well not so well not so well uh i don't I have to go back to look at the numbers to see what actually did well but i know some of my stories that i was like yeah this is a fucking solid story mm-hmm. fucking crickets yeah nothing didn't hear anything from them. but then i'm like oh shit i got i should put a story out tomorrow and i'll just shit this out in five seconds and then just like okay then, oh my god that was so deep and brilliant i can't believe i'm touching myself reading it mm-hmm. That's a little weird. I guess we'll have to address the elephant in the room. The highest <laughs> viewed piece on the DPW by, website. By, like, by far. By like a couple hundred thousand views. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Written by Spencer Church some year and a half, two years ago now. No, uh, like, no. Like, how long have we been doing the website for? That we've been doing this since like 2016. Yeah, so whenever it was within the first couple months of the website, but the first year it got like 60 views. Like oh, nobody yeah. gave a shit. Nobody. And we we're just like, okay, no, whatever. You know, no. 
Which is what we were expecting because it was literally drivel. Yeah. Just a nonsense fluff article. Stoned together in mere moments. Um, I don't remember the exact title, but I think it was the... Was it just heroes? The strongest heroes in the Marvel Universe? Or just in... I think in, like, Marvel and DC. Like, just, like, the main, you know, the main two, like, the strongest. But it was just strongest characters. Like, the strongest heroes. And that, man... I don't know. I think it was around the time, like... One of the Avenger movies came out. Um, uh, I don't know if it was the actual Avenger. It might. I think it was before that, but it was when Thanos was hinted at, or like when he made his first actual appearance. As soon as that happened, I noticed the spike. People searching strongest heroes, and then that fucking article. It gets like, even now, it gets at least like three hundred views a day sometimes. And it's like, why are people reading this stupid thing? And then he got really upset in the comments a lot. Oh, yeah, them. people lot of, pe- people seem to hate it, too. Like, fucking <laughs> just paragraphs upon paragraphs of why you're an idiot. And then fighting with the other guys who agree with you. and Or, or that the other guys, that, that they're fighting with somebody else who thinks I'm an idiot for another reason. They just yeah. can't figure out what. They can't, de- they can't decide on why I'm an idiot. So, Spencer, having the most viral thing we've done, at least... Is that for you a disappointment or is that yeah, a success? I mean, technically you look at, at that as a success, but when you turn that in, you're just like, yeah, here's something for the web. Like, there's no. I mean, I guess if like if the if like the angle of writing I wanted to do was like to write on like to be like a a writer on like a shitty website like CBR or something like yeah. that, and I could be like, hey, look at this thing that I wrote, <laughs> and look at all the views that it got. Like, I mean, so I guess like if I wanted to do something like that, it would be good to have. Yeah. But as like wanting to be a fiction writer, no, nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've honestly in the last year we've pretty much steered away oh, from article I, writing because yeah. we used to write articles every week but then i was like well now we're not writing any fiction because yeah. we're too busy doing this shit the most we try to like is whenever i do try to do like a review or something yeah or... and that's usually and ash will he'll do ash will do reviews on uh some books like if he just thinks they're interesting mm-hmm. or something but um like i haven't had any desire to do article i got burnt out and between my the... freelance years and then starting up the website and writing articles for it i just like I mean, at most, you get people like, oh, that was a very good article, but we don't, we're not getting paid for that. And, like, there's only so many subjects you can cover and write about in this, that, yeah, on it, this topic. And they're already probably covered a hundred times on, like, Writer's Digest or something by people who know best-selling what they're, authors or by something. people who know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like to think we do, you know, we have good articles, but at the same time... Don't really need more, at least not at the moment. I mean, they serve their purpose at the time. Like, that's what we kind of really use to, like... Bring in an audience. And then, but even though we're kind of cut, cutting our teeth on just writing in general, like, you know, yeah. even though there wasn't a fictional story, it's still, you know, of got, it was good practice of sitting down, you know... at Being at, able to convey at, a message. And, you know, a point of view and just writing. Because, you know... You know, any good article is going to be at least, like, a thousand words. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know... Well, when you have well-written articles that um, actually can help people, too, that legitimizes the website and Mm -hmm. us because people are oh, these guys know what they're talking about. So, that it helped for that. And, honestly, they kind of helped launch the podcast because when we started the podcast, we're like, oh, well, you know, we kind of have not an endless well, but it's a very deep well if we ever want to go to those articles. They're there to... 
to uh, get into, but I just, uh, as far as the highs and lows, uh, got another rejection for that story. Uh, Again, don't think they read it, because it, this one had the queue system, so I start off at like 680-something, and then every day it would go up like a 150, 200. So it was like four or five days in, uh, I was at like 127, and then that was when I checked it. And literally, like twenty minutes later, oh, they're like, "Oh, well, you know, it wasn't a right fit or something." And again, I don't know if they do sword and sorcery. It was just a fantasy magazine, but it's like, and I know it's, that's one of the top fantasy. I looked it up; it was one of the top fantasy uh, magazines in the world. So I'm like, "Well, that was kind of lofty." But there's only ones I can't find people to take the word count. Yeah. Uh, but the thing was, like, like I don't even know if they read like they read beyond the cover letter. Maybe the first paragraph, but there's no, because this is like a nine, almost 10,000 word story. I'm sorry, but you're not reading that in a minute. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. And I know they just go through so many stories. Or if you are, you're not, you you can't tell how good it is. You're not going to be enjoying it if you're reading it, like just kind of skimming through. And I think it's just one of those deals. You have to kind of know somebody to get, because I talked about, I have actually have an article about getting out of the slush pile. Um, I wrote some time ago, but the I think thing did, about, I think we did an episode too, didn't we? We I probably did. Uh, but the main thing with that is to get out of the slush pile. You kind of just have to not go in the slush pile. Yeah. The best way to do that is have an editor, somebody you know that works for the publication, that it could just you know you read my work. Um, I found another magazine. It's actually a pulp style sword and sorcery magazine. Oh, that would be my yeah. best chance. I don't. They don't pay nearly as well as the other ones, but you know, at this point, I just want the story read. And, the, and but the, and, not, a, and get a credit. You know? Yeah, but they're not open for submission. So I emailed the editor and was just like, "Hey, you know, I know you're not open or anything, but I have a story I think you might be interested in." And I just gave him the kind of synopsis. And was like, you know, just let me know when you're open or whatever. You're down to read it. I haven't heard back yet, but we'll, we'll see how. Because that's because every other magazine I found does like a ten dollar token or. Uh, which is pretty much just saying uh, you get a free copy of the magazine. Yeah. Like, it's something stupid. Uh, it, it just well, sucks because I just, like, just read the goddamn story. Well, I mean, like, we were talking about before, like, you know, uh, off at different times, like, you might have to just go the self-published route. Yeah, but if I, I mean, do that... I mean, you obviously can't do it by yourself. It has to be thrown in with, like, something else. Yeah, or... well, like I said, if I if I publish that story myself, then what I'm going to do is make just a whole collection. Yeah. Because I don't want... I'll, I'll just do the whole... I'll make it a series, and that'll, then I can probably just sell it to a publisher. Um, I really... I mean, I had a lot of fun writing that, and I actually want to continue that universe and write more stories. But I, I wish I would have known the noir genre was so popular now. There's so many more magazines that have that, and uh, well, you're working on a noir story, aren't you? Yeah, but that's more just like I'm gonna put on the site for free if I even finish it. That's just to try the waters and see how, see if I'm good at it, see see how I feel. Um, I'm like halfway through that story. It's fun to write. I really like it. I just I, I'm that one's not really a modern story. So if I would actually do a story to submit somewhere, I would make it a modern. Oh, okay. Like this one's just more for fun. Uh, sometimes you just gotta write stories for fun, you know, just to get the enjoyment out of it. Um, that's my most recent disappointment. What, what, what would you do? You know what the like uh, or an idea of what your like highest viewed or numbered thing that you wrote? Um, hmm. See, I don't think the site can 
really just tell you unless you actually look up a specific ones. Well, just in there, if you yeah. know, if you notice one that always will get like you know what I mean, one uh, something that was always getting a lot of a lot of hits. I mean, I've had a couple stories that made the rounds around different blogs. Like people shared it to their blogs, and uh, there's a couple stories I had that made it onto. I don't even know. I don't remember the names of the websites, but like they collect like the best stories from around indie publishers and they just put like, I don't know. I don't know if people submit them or what I didn't. They just found me somehow. But, uh, then they take like an excerpt and like a quote and stuff. Like I've done that. I've, or I've had some stories that made those rounds. I've had some stories where they, uh, like, I think I did, I've done a couple of interviews or something like written interviews with people, but I don't, I really don't remember like the specific stories, honestly, because that's not really how I think. Like, when it comes to the stories, once it's out there, I don't really honestly care. Like, I just want people to read it, yeah. but I don't really care where it goes. Uh, it'd be different if I got paid for the story, because then I'm like, okay, well, now you're stealing it. But it, when I put it on the site for free, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, free to, for people to read. I don't mind if people jack it, as long as my name's on it. But, like, that Bizarre the Blind ser- the serial story I did did fairly well. Um... I did a, a story, I don't remember the name of it, but like a haunted pirate ship type of story. It had like an HP Lovecraft feel. That got shared around and that was pretty popular. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, to say what the highest viewed one was, I'm not sure. I would have to go back and look. What about you besides the Marvel article? Have you noticed anything else you've had? How about the fiction side of things? Mm, not, not really, um... I remember the one story where I actually got like some got a decent amount of likes and even um somebody like commented or or like shared it on Twitter was that um that like flash fiction piece I did about the guy stuck in a coma. Yeah. And like just like from his perspective and like how he could like, you know, still see and hear. Yeah, you got a you got a few things for that. I remember seeing that. That went around Twitter a little bit. I saw some people sharing that. Again, the artwork always helps when you have good artwork to yeah. go with it because we had uh, like a cool cover picture for that. But yeah, that one did pretty well. It's it's hard to uh, judge like the views on those two because the site gets way more views now than ever and we haven't been publishing fiction yeah. or anything that much. So if we publish fiction now, we would probably get a huge yeah. boost in the views and the shares and stuff. That's it. Is there a... Um... Is there a story that, like, you know, we talked about, like, how we want, like, like all of us, the stories that we put on there to, you know, to get, you know, viewed and seen. But is is there, like, a certain story that you wrote and we put out that you wanted so bad? To do well. And yeah, just, just to have it. people notice or to, talk, you know, to talk about it on Twitter a little bit or, or anything like that, you know? I've had a few stories where I thought they were going to do really well because I really enjoyed them and crickets. Um, and even though like the bizarre, the blind did okay, I'd throw that in there because again, if the serial fiction, it's like you've experienced that daily round, it's kind of hard I mean, because sometimes people just don't want to read something that comes out weekly. Yeah. Um, or they forget or don't have time yeah. to, to get to the, the later parts. But like the people who've read that story really enjoyed it, but I didn't get as many views as I was hoping. But at the same time, it's again, a serial story online we didn't even have the audience back then to really yeah. be doing something like that. I just wanted to, just something to kind of, honestly, I was just to motivate myself to write weekly for a while. And too, that was... Stay to like a de- self-imposed deadline. 
and two, then that we were really of an, uh, you know, get material out, get material yeah. out at that point. But yeah, you brought up daily rounds. That that would be mine. Would be like that. Would be the one that I because you put the most work I, in yeah, at I the put time. So much. I, even to like now, I think that's still like one of the like I just put so much time and effort into that. And then because well, like not only did I put a whole bunch of time and effort into writing the thing, but then I had to put a whole bunch of extra time. Because originally it was just one piece. It was just yes, one. Break it, was, it, it, it was just one big story. And then I had to find ways to cut off and to like you know so it just get maybe like, a little cliffhanger uh, type yeah, of little, deal. Cl- yeah, just to tweak things a little bit and stuff like that. It was just, whew, that was a whole nether thing there. Um, another story. I mean, this one I wouldn't say was anywhere near like the strongest story because even though it was a long. I don't think it was a. I think it was a short story. I don't think it was like ten thousand words or anything. Maybe five thousand, two thousand. I'm not sure of the word count, but it's almost like a flash fiction piece, as it's kind of just like one big scene. But the story, and I think the title was uh, "In Entered the Grifter" or "In Came the Grifter" or something. But it was like about a guy who's pretending to be a book salesman comes to this guy's house. And what I liked about that was a horror story. Where the guy ends up turning like the demonic fucking monster thing. But it's just like the detail put in there. I had so much fun writing yeah. like this big fucking creepy creature guy thing. And uh, that one, it just it didn't seem to hit even though I was really hoping it would. Because I just like, ah, I really I really like the imagery I put in this. Um, and that one wasn't really hard like to write or anything. Yeah. It was just a fun one. Uh, as far as stories that I've really put a lot of work into... Uh, Hmm. What was? Uh, you know what we should have done. We should have brought up a list of our stories. Is what we should have done before well, we did this. We could do that on here. Oh, I had that. Uh, what was the name of that story I wrote about the the guy and that worked in the paint shop or something, paint factory? And oh, the something case, like the strange case or curious uh, case of what killed. Man, that's sad. Oh, I don't yeah, remember. What's Let me name? look that up. Because um, that was like a 10, I think it was like 10,000 words. That was a long one. And I was a little disappointed that that didn't get more eyes on it. Again, though, I noticed that honestly, the stories that maybe this is why magazines have such a hard cutoff. Uh, once they go beyond like 7,000 words, anything we've shared usually gets a lot less views. What killed Gord Stimson? Yeah, uh, that yeah. So that one I really uh, again though that was a serial story. Okay, that ex- that's why. Yeah, but that was that was slightly disappointing because those serial stories take a lot of work, and I I wish they would do a little better. But you know what are you gonna do? All right, yeah, I brought my author page. See, now it's gonna be mostly podcast stuff. See, I wish on the site though it would say if it's a short story or not. You just have to go by the minute count. I had that one story I wrote recently called the bag. That didn't uh, that didn't really get shared around too much, I don't think. That was one of those ones I wrote pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh, th- th- here's another one that was a little weird. I wrote this in Mar- March 7th. That's not that long ago. It was called Fall from Grace. Uh, I think it was just a flash fiction piece. And that one apparently hit a nerve with some people. And we, yeah. I think there's some comments on there. And... Uh, that got shared around. I think that was one of those ones that ended up on one of those websites, like, you know, story of the week type of deal. And uh, I literally just wrote that in like 20 minutes, just kind of, because I was just like, ah, I just need to 
it's kind of like my warm up writing for what I was actually writing. Because sometimes I do that, I'll do like a warm up piece. Yeah. Before I get to my actual whatever it's, story I'm working it's on. It's kind of like a art. Like I know a lot of comic book artists, they do like a warm up sketch before yeah. they actually get into doing whatever they're working on. Yeah, I was doing that for a while with uh, flash fiction pieces and stuff, but that one did pretty well. I'm not gonna go through all those, but if you let's say I uh my, one of mine I would uh, uh was I uh, give me a murder. Yeah. Like they um. The football one, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that, that was it, a longer one. Yeah, because that's eighteen. That's an eighteen-minute read on, on the website. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a bigger one. <clears throat> Took some effort. What what successes though that can you celebrate? I mean, I named some of the ones my more recent ones, but uh, you know, a better question. We're kind of viewing these on just how others felt about the work. But what stories did you just really either enjoy writing or you're just most proud of doing? Whether they got popular or not, or anybody even read them, like what stories were you really excited well, about? Well, again, to to double back, I, I I am proud of Daily Rounds as being like that first like big story. Yeah, set. Um, this is gonna sound terrible, but I like especially like the flash fictions and smaller stories. Like I kind of forget a lot of like, uh, the, me like, too. those kind of things. There's a lot of times where I'll I'll find like. Uh, like a random, I'll go through the site and I'll just find like a random story. Like sometimes I just share old stuff on like social media, and I'll, I'll start reading. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm like, yeah, man, who wrote this? And I'm like, oh shit, I wrote this. Like, I don't remember <laughs> this at all. And then I feel good about myself for a little bit. Uh, but the you know uh, our up and come one of our up and coming stories for the book the uh, uh, the my butcher story. Yeah, I really I think that turned out. Well, at least I'm hoping it turned out well. I think it, it's all right. That might be the best thing you've written yet. I might, I might be biased. Well, and I mean, this might just sound like just like uh, you know, trying to plug. But then my other, my other uh, story for the book too. I I put a lot of time and effort into that, and I thought the story. I think I did a good job. Pretty of, solid. Yeah. And did some different kind of things that I might not norm- normally do in, in my other work. Mm-hmm. The first story... What are you doing? The fucking dog farted. <laughs> She's been here for 20 minutes and they're making that face. Um, yeah, the first story I wrote for the anthology I thought was really good. And then the, like the beta readers just shredded it. And I was just like, oh, man... Cause I don't want to rewrite it. Like <laughs> I might just leave it as is. To be on the plus side, though, most of that was just like weird technical stuff. That's like, well, that doesn't. Cause I, I I know how I write. Like I know the grammar and stuff's fine. It's not that, but I think some people are a little too picky. Yeah, um, I think that that's like like things for pointing like you know like typers or errors out to me. Yeah, but like I'm letting you read this so you. To get an idea about the story. Well, that's the thing. Like, all the beta readers, I got, well, the story's all right. Or the story's pretty good. But, you know, maybe this should be changed or maybe that. But it wasn't, like, story elements. Yeah. It was, like, the writing elements. And I was like, well, no, because that's how you would have written it. Yeah. Like, it's helpful to tell me what's wrong with the story or maybe, like, oh, this scene would be better if it was like this. That's one thing. But if you're just like, oh, you could have worded it like this. I'm like, well, that's how you would have worded yeah. it, though. Like, sometimes that could be helpful, but a lot of times it's like, well, you're kind of just rewriting the story your way. Yeah. Uh, I don't do that when I edit people's stuff. I don't go, hey, you know, this is how I would write it. 
I mean, you could do that as a suggestion, but you know, maybe if you want to think about framing it this way or something. But usually, you talk about the scene yeah. or what the imagery, especially if they have what haven't haven't asked for your input. Yeah, it'd be one thing, you know, if they asked, like, "Hey, Caleb, I'm I'm stuck like on this part of the story. What do you think? What would you think would be a good way to kind of tackle it or handle it?" Yeah, that's that's what we usually do. Um, I mean, now it would be different if it was like an editor you hired, but again, they're not supposed to be changing your writing if the writing, the, if the grammar and spelling and everything's fine and the structure is fine. It's just they think like either a phrase or, you know, you're describing uh, the color of a guy's burned arm. But they think, well, maybe you should like talk about it being bubbly instead of crispy or something. Yeah. And I was like, well, now you're just like, why? Like, that has nothing to do with, like, that's how you would describe it. That's mm-hmm. not the same thing. I don't like when people do that because it's not your writing. That's why it's always tough to ask fellow writers to be your beta readers. If you can get beta readers who are just people who like to read, yeah. you usually never get that, I've noticed. Because I, when I've had uh, just people who just want to read good stories and I, get, I have them uh, do, or read my work, usually I never get any of that kind of feedback. It's always just like, oh, yeah. Oh, but, you know, that scene was a little wonky at the end. Maybe you just cut the one part off. and go, Yeah, that, that's helpful. Thank you. As far as I'm trying to think, cause we already talked about our upcoming projects and stuff and the anthology. Um, here's one. What failures have you had that uh and i'm talking failures in incompleted stories that you had a lot of either passion for or you really was like oh this is gonna be a good one i'm gonna people are gonna like this i'm really happy about it and then for whatever reason that story didn't come to fruition and you shit it out halfway and because i've done that a lot yeah and just just abandoned it yeah and and and, never come back and like herpes that just lingers you know like for some reason that's always in the back of my mind it's like you know that story there was something there. I wish I would have continued it. But then it feels like also when you kind of miss the moment, sometimes yeah. you can't circle back and redo it. It's like, you know, the saying, no man left behind. Yeah. That does not apply to sort stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, like that uh, Darkness in the Minor I wrote for the initial anthology before we knew what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, that was a completed like 20,000 word story. Yeah. And then I went back and when I was editing it, I was like, I wrote this all in present tense and I realized I want this in past tense and I started to change I was like you know what I don't want to do this anymore and I just fucking I just bailed on it and the story it had a lot of cool scenes I don't know if the actual story because it was it's kind of wonky it was like a Jacob's Ladder type of deal so just a lot of fucking nonsense in there like what's happening and uh, I don't know if the story itself was actually that strong versus just like the individual scenes can't be in there. Go in the bedroom. I'll be right here. Oh. Listen? If you want. So what stories have you failed and you feel like you failed yourself and you're like, God dick. Because I know sometimes you come in, you're like, Cam, I got this fucking great idea. And you're all jazzed about it. And then like a month goes, how's that story going, Spencer? What story? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> we're we're talk about it. Uh, well, it's funny, um, because I'm actually, you know, we're talking about never circling back. I'm currently working on a story that I had the idea for, like you said, the original, uh, anthology series. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. You did mention that. Um, uh, not to give, like, it's kind of hard to explain without giving too much of it away, 
but it's kind of a weird thing that messes with uh, uh, speed and time and like that kind of stuff. To be uh, fair, you didn't start writing that story though, right? Well, I, I thought you were just had the idea and like you were starting to like kind of. I got five hundred words into it, and, right, then, see, yeah. and then and then didn't touch it for probably like at least a, a year. I don't consider it a story until like uh, if it's like, gonna be like a longer short yeah, story. Okay. I don't consider it a story failure until it's past the, these fifteen hundred word mark. Okay. Once you write fifteen hundred words and then you abandon it, well, now you literally abandon either a whole scene or maybe a chapter or yeah. two. It's like okay, now you abandoned it. Um, another one I uh, I bailed on, and it wasn't so much I bailed on it because I wanted to. It's just because I got really busy with other stuff, and that's when we started putting the anthology and stuff together. Was that a uh, horror collection I was writing? Yeah. That uh, and I still really like that idea. I just need to go back on your, uh, your hotel thing. Yeah, it's like a hotel in hell, and each room is an individual person's hell, and I really want to get back to that. I just uh, I had to be in the mood to write horror too. Usually it's around the Halloween spooky <laughs> time. So, uh, or now it's pretty hoary now. Like, yeah. now would be a good time to write that story. Or another, and this is going to be a case of me circling back uh, that alien story because I do want to finish that one because I really was liking it. I just, again, got busy. Also, the f- and, uh, 51. Yeah, the area 51 story. Um, and also, like, I feel like the coronavirus coming to town uh, really fucked up a lot of past plans. Sucking balls, Mindy. What are you doing there? Um, you should see what's on her screen right now. It's- Governor Wolf to announce more counties moving to yellow phase on Friday. Some possibly to green phase. I want to go to the brown phase. <laughs> yeah. I think we started Same. in the brown phase. Same. We were in the brown phase before Corona hit. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Oh, man. What about you, Mindy? What are, what are you, some of your writing failures and highlights? Was it like an essay you wrote in school one time or a, a book report? Hey, did you get that DM I sent you on Twitter? Yeah, Ooh. just a little bit ago. Fucking Cole Sprouse looking just like Terrence Howard. He doesn't look anything like him. He, he looks just, I'll show you off there. <laughs> look that up, folks. You be the judge. He looks just like Terrence Howard. No, it's he weird. He doesn't look anything. I don't understand. And then there's one tweet underneath that says, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Is that you? It's her. <laughs> well, I guess we covered. <laughs> it's 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 closer than what it should be. Yeah. It's just like if you... not at all. They just gave Cole Sprouse facial hair. He gave himself facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we exhausted that topic, or Mindy exhausted it for us. With... Well, I don't know who that guy is anyway. Okay. She doesn't know anybody. Um, if you want to check up on some of those stories we were talking about, you can go to drunkenpenwriting.com. Uh, you can just click on our names on the right-hand side if you're using an actual computer like a dinosaur that you are. And if you're using your phones, it should be down near the bottom. You'll see our author names. Click on one of the authors, and you can find all our work. Um... You can also just simply go to the short stories and or flash fiction sections. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Pen Writing. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Drunken Pen Writing. And uh, any parting words, Spencer? No. No. Go brown phase. <laughs> no, don't do that. 